0: G'day folks, welcome to the Expedition Kayaks Podcast. My name's Mark Sundin. I'll be joined from time to time by my business partner and buddy, Rob Mercer, to bring you tales from the ocean, the world of sea paddling, the thing we do, the thing we love. We hope you enjoy listening in. in home, day G'day folks, it's uh, Mark here for uh, a short podcast um a little a little tale from the ocean um we haven't uh, been keeping too up to date with our podcast in the last uh, few months sadly uh basically we've been flat out the um the covid uh, the covid situation seems to have um awakened people's uh appeal for the ocean and for the waterways and um, Thankfully for us, um, we we've been absolutely flat out building boats, getting people out, test paddling, and uh, and introducing an awful lot of people to to the sea and to the to the beautiful waterways around Sydney that we uh, that we paddle. Um, to those of you who are locked up, I know our mates down in Victoria at the moment can't go for a paddle, and to those who have been, we uh, we wish you well. Um, and uh, we've got a few of these podcasts in the pipeline, so. Get your ears open. Hopefully, we'll have something for you shortly. What I wanted to talk about today, or the tale I wanted to tell, was a a, uh, a little lesson I learned yesterday out uh, out out on the ocean off uh, off Cronulla Beach. I've been um, escort paddling alongside a very brave uh, woman, Rebecca Mason, who's training for a massive ocean swim um, as a well, a personal goal for herself, but also to raise awareness for a, um, a foundation that, that basically saved her life um, in, a, in, a, in an incredible uh, operation 18 months ago. So this is one brave lady. Um, we've been working our way up from two kilometre laps of the, the local bay. We've been out to sea now a couple of times and she's up to sort of six and a half k's. It's, it's quite a thing to sit alongside someone like that while they uh, plough their way through wintry water um on these big ocean swims it's a pretty confronting thing to do i've done it a few times and i'm glad i sit on top of something out there rather than be in it but uh but there you go so yesterday we had a a uh, a fantastic forecast and i've got to say sydney is a place that has an incredibly accurate ocean forecast history you know we we have a, a lot of people who follow us will know we, we do a lot of downwind paddles where we, we check what the weather's doing. We plonk a car at one end and a car at the other end um, and we tend to hit the water as the wind's changed or as it's built. We know when it's going to happen. Um, there's a whole set of weather models we look at um, and almost all of them agree um, with two to three hours to go to, to, to pulling the trigger on on a, on a weather change or the, the, the wind strength building. So it's something I've come to trust implicitly. I know when we were paddling in Bass Strait and we would see a forecast of 15 to 20 knots, we soon learned that that can actually mean 25 to 30 for a little while at some point during the day. Not on the forecast, not something that's been predicted, completely localized, and uh, if you're not careful, it'll get you. four hours in a gale out there on one crossing, which was predicted to be a 20 knot tailwind, ended up being a 40 knot crosswind. Uh, So it's good fun, but uh, you know, you wouldn't do that by choice. However, around Sydney, you can can pretty well bank on what the weather bureau tell you as being right with regards to marine wind. So yesterday we had a almost windless day, a light northerly hot, 30 degrees, the plan was to to swim out of uh, Gunnamatta Bay around Bass and Flinders Point and the cliffs along the beaches to Shark Island and back. Swim about 65 k's Should take about two and a bit hours. Had the tide all planned. The, there was a southerly change forecast to hit at 7.30. Not a very big one. Um, uh, normally in Sydney they hit like a steam train and... They peter out pretty quickly, but you don't want to be out there when they when they hit. They have a nickname here, the Southerly Buster, and that's because they bust stuff. Um, but that was due in at least three hours after we were gonna be off the water, so you know, no problem. Uh, we, we headed off, crystal clear blue water, looked a bit like Tahiti. I got a few photos, which I'll post up on our Facebook page later if you want to see what it looked like, about 10 minutes before uh, the southerly decided to come early <laughs> um, after about an hour or so um, i felt a puff of wind from behind me i was sitting there on top of a epic v8 ski listening to a podcast having a pretty pleasant day in the sun um, watching the beaches roll by and the walkers along the cliffs and i felt a puff of southerly behind me i thought okay that's not really Predict it. Maybe it's just some little swirl, and it's uh, it's nothing. Um, but Rebecca was due to have a feed stop in about five minutes, so I thought, well, when she stops, if that's done anything other than go away, I think it might be time to turn around, and we'll we'll head back. We'll cut the swim short. Um, by this point, we we're off a little rocky beach called Shelly Shelley Beach at Cronulla, which it was at low tide and it's almost impossible. It's certainly impossible to land a kayak or a ski there, but a swimmer, maybe, maybe. Um, anyway, within three or four minutes, she'd stopped to have a drink and all of a sudden, bang, this thing absolutely slammed in from the south. No sign of it in the air. No clouds, sometimes you'll see a bank of clouds and and you know, oh mate, that looks pretty serious, let's get out of here. No warning whatsoever. And within about 10 minutes, it had gone from a 10 knot easterly to winds gusting to 47 knots from the south. So needless to say, I pulled the plug on the swim. Um, Rebecca looked at me and shouted, "I." Do you think I can swim back into this? <laughs> I said, yeah. Well, if you do, you won't have me alongside you because I can't paddle into it, so I don't know how you're going to swim into it. She, uh, she, we were about 300 metres off, off Shelley Beach. Um, we had a very short, sharp, yelled discussion about where she should head to try and land because the surf had built up just out of the pure force of the wind, like sort of wind waves. And she, absolutely like a trooper, Stuck to a technique, put her head down. Must have been hell with water smashing over the top of her head because it was pretty damn hard to keep the ski in any semblance of control um, in that situation. She surfed in, landed on top of the uh, the little shelf at Shelley Beach. Took a bit of bark off, but um, but all was, all was good for her. Um, I told her I would head back to the car, which was three kilometres away around a headland to to pick it up and meet it back around at the other side of the bay. Um, And I turned to paddle, essentially in the lee of a tiny little headland, uh, the headland, a little surf break called Sand Shoes for those those of you who know it. And as soon as I got clear of that, I realised, no, no, hang on, this is very serious wind. This is absolutely thumping. I was in a, a 10 kilogram Epic V8, which is a nice friendly stable ski to sit on and plod along and listen to a podcast Um, but I quickly discovered skis that weight aren't a lot of use when you're trying to punch into a a wind of that strength essentially I couldn't I was going about a kilometer an hour and uh, my only choice at that point I wasn't prepared to crash land on a reef because that would have been the end of the ski my only choice was to turn the other way and I had about two k's down the hill to get into South Cronulla where there's uh, where there's a little bit of a cliff that protects you from a southerly. So I turned around and absolutely had the most ball-tearing ride to South Cronulla. I think I did two k's in about nine and a half minutes um, in a boat that doesn't really go very fast. I was, having a, I was having a great time, actually. Skidded around the corner at South Cronulla. Picked it up, thankfully, again, protected by houses in the surf club and managed to carry it Up and over the top of the uh, peninsula to the to the Anzac Park, where the wind was just way way too too strong for me to carry it any further. I ran down and grabbed Rebecca, who'd made her way down to Gunnamatta Park. She came back, grabbed the front of the ski. We carried it down to the sand at Gunnamatta, and uh, my car was about a kilometre away on the other side of the bay, directly into the wind. Um, You know, I mean, I'm not gonna. Shirt paddling a a K no matter what the wind strength is, if it means not having to walk 45 minutes around the other way to get it. So I paddled, jumped in, paddled back up Gunnamatta Bay, and uh, it was funneling into Gunnamatta Bay. Um, The the obs were showing gusts reaching nearly 50 knots at the nearest weather station. Um, And it took me 13 minutes to paddle a kilometer going flat out, so sort of five Ks an hour head down and a couple of times I was lifted up at the bow by waves and I got this sensation that the ski was gonna get lifted up out of the water and punched over my head like a, like one of those ski boats when it all goes pear-shaped. Um, so, landed, got the car, popped the ski on, drove back round, got picked up Beck. She was, she was a little bit shaken um, because let's face it, if you've actually ever been out in wind of that strength, um, It is pretty confronting. It does hit you between the eyes. There's no getting away from it. You can't yell stop and curl up into a ball. Um, And uh, she did an amazing job really of of putting her head down and swimming. I had a couple of plans in my head for getting her out of there if it it went wrong. And thankfully, she got herself out of there with no trouble really. She did, did great. Now, the lesson in this, around Sydney, I, I do tell people our forecasting is very accurate. Um, you know, you can, you can bank on that southerly hitting within five or 10 minutes of when they say it's going to hit. If the nor'easter says it's coming up at a certain time, it, it almost definitely will. It won't get over that strength. The only one I'm a little bit wary of are the westerlies that whip through the continent and uh, they can be very strong and very unpredictable, but we don't really paddle in them because they're offshore winds. However... Yesterday, southerly, uh, nearly four hours early and at least more than twice as strong as what was forecast really did make me have a rethink. I started to wonder about what the local conditions were that could have done that. It was an unseasonably hot day. It was over 30 degrees, you know, middle of September. Um, But atmospherically, nothing to suggest any problem in the sky, no no telltale clouds. Um, Just one of those things, so I guess, Personally, um, the timing of a southerly buster is something I'm going to give a little bit more leeway to in the future. I know quite a lot of people listening to this who live around my neck of the woods do, do sweat on them like I do and get out and, and, uh, and run downwinders in them and, and enjoy the, the sensation. They're very heavy, very committing wind, the southerly wind in Sydney. But um, if you're banking on getting out and back ahead of one, um my suggestion from this point forward would be give yourself a bit more room than maybe you're used to giving yourself. Um, maybe conditions are changing, maybe maybe the maybe the, the that type of thing is becoming a little less easy to predict compared to what it always has been. Um, you can find information on Sydney's weather on a great little site called called Seabreeze. We also use a, a, a also very accurate site called windy.com which Yesterday, both of them were in agreement. The time we were on the water was completely and utterly windless and fine. Um, they both got it completely wrong. Just to give you an idea of how fast it changed yesterday. At 3.19, there was a 10 knot east sou At 3.30, there was a 24 knot southerly, gusting to 37 knots, and... 16 minutes later, that had come up to 39 knots gusting to 47, a solid 39 knots gusting to 47. So that's a near gale with gale force gusts. So, you know, really pretty serious stuff. The the wind built through the day. 7.30 was when it was supposed to hit. Um, By 20 to six, it was a solid 40 gusting to 50. Uh, So, you know, impossible to paddle in those conditions around, certainly around Sydney. and there you go. So a little lesson, a tale about the weather, and a, and a brave girl who uh, stared down a stared down a, <laughs> a southerly buster, ocean swimming, um, and one to look out for. You, you always got to have respect for the ocean. You always got to have respect for the, uh, for the for the wind, um, no matter where you are. And and I always implore people to check really carefully before they head out in the, in the sea. Like we always say, 99% of paddling accidents happen before you leave the beach. You haven't checked the weather, you haven't checked your gear, you didn't know what it meant, you weren't sure about local conditions and you ended up getting into trouble that you needn't have. So a little bit of humble pie um, and uh, a good lesson to learn. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed my short tale and we'll be back sometime in the next couple of weeks, I hope, with uh, some podcasts we've been planning. Wish everyone well.